0: It's not for fame or fortune that most deem necessary. No, I invest to don a crest for work less ordinary. Nor be it want of medals, cap or polished shoes, but a calling to help others who have everything to lose. To face hell's dancing angels and suppress them with each stride, to search resolve from deep within as loved ones weep outside. To stand with pride and dignity as comrades we remember, be it pipes lament that fill sad air or silence in September. And may those names that have been etched in brass or granite stone haunt me in the darkness so I never fight alone. And if a colleague's head hangs low from tasting tragedy, let me offer up my shoulder for them to lean on me. But when amazing grace is played, alas for none but me. Lower the flag, but raise a glass, for I'm not far from thee. I'm gathered with the old flames, looking down from God's great height. On call, if aid be needed, to join you in the fight.
1: Welcome to the Fit to Fight Fire podcast. This is Blake Stanett, and I have Griffin Corner with us today. We're super excited for him to join in with us, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Griffin, how's it going, brother?
2: It's good, man. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me. excited.
1: Yeah, thank you for joining in with us. Uh, really pumped about sharing your story. You and I have known each other for uh what seven years now or close to that and uh yeah. just have kinda grown in our relationship over those years and man I, I'm I'm super excited to see uh just really this conversation just kind of develop and to allow people to listen in on that and just know who you are and uh what's going on in life and uh so we're going to talk about all the things faith family fire and what that looks like in your life currently and really what the lord's been doing in your life but um and, i mean for people who don't know you what would you say like if someone were to look at Griffin Corner what would you say about yourself you know like who who are you shoot man uh
2: that's uh that's an answer that i've had to i guess develop and change uh, I think, which is not a terrible thing, uh, but I'm the owner creator of Stash Salt, Mustache Wax um, started out as just like a mad scientist experiment. It's grown into like, I don't want to say a worldwide brand, but it's getting there. of um, uh, Men's grooming products. Um, I was a fireman for about 10 years in Texas. And for a long time, uh, if you would have just said who is Griffin, is it would have just been I am fireman, right? Like that was just, that was where I put my identity. That's where my passion was. That was everything. Um, nowadays, uh, truly, I guess just my identity has transferred and shifted to everything of just, man, I'm just a servant of Christ. I'm just trying to be a good steward of time, resources, relationships, everything, and One of those things that he's given me to be a steward of is Stash Salt. So we're trying to use that as uh, more than just a business, uh, but more of a ministry and a way to reach people and build community and all that. So I guess the short answer is I'm Griffin. I'm the Stash Salt guy. Um, I was a longtime fireman who is now on the other side of the fence and uh, still trying to help people. Just feel like my role has changed a little bit.
1: Yeah, man, I love that. And uh, I know that's kind of just a very, really like quick glimpse into your story. So I want to share that with people. And uh, I know for you, you're an open book, man. And and I know you want to share some of that stuff, but your journey to where you are over the past year, you and I have had a lot of conversations, prayers together and things like that. And I'm, man, super grateful to just sharing a small part of that. But you know, looking into faith, and I know you just spoke about that, and and how that has kind of changed for you. Not that you you've been a believer for a long time, but your faith definitely over the past really couple years has definitely developed, I would say, and um, yeah. strengthened in one of the most incredible ways. It's super encouraging. I love it, man. I'm encouraged by it, and uh, so if you don't mind, just kind of give people a breakdown of what that looks like, because I believe for you in your story, your journey over, especially the little over a year, the past year, um, faith, family, and fire have been all three at the head of those things. And some have broken off and developed in different ways. So if you don't mind, man, just kind of share a little bit about that and, um, you know, let people know, um, this is kind of, you know, what's been going on in your life. Right. Um, so I was the typical kid
2: that grew up in church, um, went to Sunday school. My parents helped with Sunday school. Um, I knew all the stories, knew all the songs, knew all the everything. Um, my parents split when I was very young, and which was a whole different circumstance, but I feel like shaped, obviously, the, the path I went down for a little bit. Um, when my parents split, I ended up living with my mom for a while Um, and the way I describe my parents is my mom was a hundred percent rules and no relationship. And my dad was a hundred percent relationship and no rules. Um, so they were kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum, uh, ended up going, being a teenager, doing all the crazy things, ended up moving from my mom to my dad and obviously when there's no rules and he just wants to give you like a high five every once in a while, pretty much anything goes. So I went down some pretty dark paths for a while, just partying and being crazy and doing all that kinds of stuff. But in the back of my head, I was, I was still a Christian, right? I was, uh, I was what I describe as a Sunday Christian for a long time. Um, I knew all the stories. I know all the songs. I knew, I knew everything, but I didn't let it change my heart. Right. I was like, uh, Man, I I punched my ticket, right? Like, I got my good points for the week. Um, I got my salvation ticket. I got my ticket on the train when it all goes down. Uh, But I didn't actually let it change my heart. And I lived that way for a long time. Um, Excuse me. Uh, I got pretty heavy into drinking for a while and just doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. Um, And it was... I'm not sh- maybe four or three or four years ago, uh, my wife and I decided to do 75 hard and quitting drinking was something that I had talked about for a while. It was something I knew I should be doing or knew I should stop doing. Um, I knew it was a hindrance. I knew it was uh, something that I shouldn't be doing anymore, but could never actually just take the step of, hey, just stop obviously you have shift days and like that. And that's how I justified it. Of like, well, I don't drink every day cause I'm on shift those other days. And like, I'm not going out to the bars when I do drink, I'm just drinking at home. Right. Like I justified it in my own head. Uh, but we, we start, or we set up and we said we were going to do 75 hard. And one of the things in there is no alcohol. And I was like, all right, cool. Like it's just a program. We can do it for 75 days and then have a beer at the end to celebrate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really attribute a lot to like the timestamp of when we did 75 hard for the first time. Um, Cause drinking wasn't an option, right? It wasn't an option for that program. And I never set out starting to do that of being like, Hey, I'm going to quit drinking forever. And that's just what it's going to be. Um, but when we did that program kind of cleansing my mind and freeing my mind and gaining clarity on a lot of things through not drinking all that. Um, my eyes were really opened in a lot of ways and a lot of spiritual ways as well, where I was like, man, like that was a crutch or a deterrent or whatever it was for a long time. And I started to see the world without the blinders on of uh man, there's a lot to this. And like, Jesus is real, right? Like this Christianity thing, this is real. There's, t- there's a lot to this and I've just been kind of, standing on the fence, talking about it, like, I'm a good guy. I'm a Christian, right? But not really living it. Um, So that was really when I decided I was going to go all in, right? Like, God, whatever you want, whatever you say, whatever you have for me, I'm in. Um, I decided to make a conscious effort from being a Sunday Christian to being a disciple Mm -hmm. and really started pursuing God, pursuing His Word, reading more, um, and that was really the start of the change of everything. Yeah. Um,
1: so if uh, I can, man, like break you right there, like, yeah. would you have ever thought that 75 hard would transform your life in the way that it did? No, absolutely
2: not. I thought it was just like some workout program and like some self-discipline stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but truly, I I marked that as like a huge timestamp in my life. Of it, it was legitimately life changing for me.
1: Yeah, which is incredible, man. Like just the the experience of that, because I mean, you got to be pretty resilient in that program for seventy five days. I mean, that's a lot of change, a lot going on. There's two workouts, there's reading, there's you know sticking to a diet, and and all yeah. the things on top of that. So. Uh, dude, I mean, absolutely incredible to see that something like that, I mean, really what's meant to be a physical, more of a physical change, I would say. I mean, yeah, you're doing the reading and stuff like that, and it's, it's a mental challenge as well. But to see the Lord take something like that and use it for His good in your life is, dude, it's so incredible, man. I, I, love, I love hearing stuff like that because, man, we never know really what the Lord is going to use in our life. He could use something really as silly, right? I mean, it's cool, but as silly as a 75 hard challenge to just kind of uproot and change your life. And so uh, I want you to kind of lead into a little bit of that because you're going through a lot of that stuff um, when you're in the fire service and some changes kind of came, you know. So kind of dive off into that as well, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah. um, So part of part of the not drinking and all that and getting clarity and all that um i had an opportunity basically to start over and go to a new department um basically be the new guy again and i basically i was i was at a good department i was at a place i really enjoyed it um but there's a department in texas where it's kind of it's like it's like everybody's dream job right like Oh, if I could work there, like that's the place to be. Fight a ton of fire, like one of the biggest departments in the country. Um, It's just like a a badass department, right? Like we'll just say it it is. And so, where I was, I was good there, right? Like I had some time and I was comfortable. Uh, I had a good crew. I was on the truck I wanted to be on, but I was like, you know what? I'll just throw my name in the hat and see what happens. Like, I'm not really going to go hard and pursue it. But if I, if I get it, I get it. You know, I wasn't unhappy where I was. Uh, so I went through the process and ended up getting hired and going and I got hired and went through uh rookie school again and did the whole thing, started working for a few years. And then, uh, that little, that little pandemic thing hit the world. Right. I think, I think we can remember when that yeah, was yeah. not
1: not too terribly long ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh,
2: but I think that changed the world in a lot of ways. I think that opened people's eyes in a lot of ways. Um, but because I had just started over and be- because I was in a new position and all that kinds of stuff, um, it just kind of, I guess, got me thinking of I got to be honest, I never thought I would not be riding the fire truck, right? I never had any desire. As far as I was concerned, Stash Salt was basically like the ultimate side gig, right? I was like, mm-hmm. man, I get to ride the fire truck, I get to do all this stuff, I get to have this really cool business on the side. Um but I guess until that point, uh I guess like my whole worldview was about me. It was Man, I have this really cool job. I get to do this cool stuff at the fire station. I have this cool side business. I've got the smoking hot wife. I've got the two kids. Like I was doing it, right? Um, but back to like going all in for Christ and really submitting. Um, I said that because all this was happening like at, at the beginning of all that pandemic stuff of I said God, I'm not exactly sure what you have for stash salt and what it looks like, but my prayer for about six months before anything happened was, God, if this is going to happen, I want it to be explainable that only you made it happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, which is a big prayer, obviously. Uh, yeah. God, like, I'm in whatever you want me to do, I'm in. Um, obviously, I didn't think it was going to be, hey, get off the truck. Obviously, we can hop into that. Uh, but I was just like, Hey, whatever it looks like. Um, I got my sweet side gig. I got my cool job. Um, uh, but whatever you say, God, I'm in. Um, so fast forward and pandemic hits all that. And there's new rules being made up every day cause nobody knows what's going on and everybody's trying to figure it out the best they can some more than others. Uh, but basically, I showed up to the station one day and I had already made a decision in my head of like, Hey, this particular thing is not a road I'm willing to go down. Like that's kind of my line in the sand. I'm out. Um, I'm not willing to play that game Uh, to all the things you said, faith, family, fire, mine's faith, family, freedom. Um, I believe in freedom hundred percent. But I also understand that freedom does not mean freedom from consequence, right? Like I'm free to make a choice, but I better own whatever the consequence is, good or bad. Uh, So to that, I basically showed up to the station one morning and they said, uh, hey, now you have to do this. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that. And they said, all right, well, here's your choice. You can either do it or we can send you home without pay or you can just go write your name on that paper because it's self-administered just go write your name on that paper. No one will ever know. Like, and that was actually the most encouraged option of, Hey, go lie about this, move on with your day and let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had already known that like I had my line in the sand of something I'm not willing to do. So I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not some perfect dude. I'm not pretending that I've never lied before. I'm not, a uh, putting off that persona that I've never told a lie or like I've got it all figured out, but I had determined that that was not a road I was willing to go down. Um, So basically I ended up getting sent home without pay and they basically told me, you can't come back either until you're willing to do it or you're willing to lie about it basically. Uh, So in the way that I took it, it was God's answer to that prayer of, Hey, explainable only that he made it happen because obviously I wouldn't have put myself in that position. I wouldn't have, uh, sent myself home without May, but it was very clear of like, all right, God, now there's no other option except for you to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, ended up getting sent home. Uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, yeah.
1: And,
0: and
2: all here right. We are. Yeah, yeah, here we are. I'm, I'm all in jumping out of a plane with no parachute. Let's go.
1: Right. And so to, to go back to what you said too, man, because I mean, again, you and I have known each other for quite some time. I mean, you pictured yourself, I mean, probably retiring out of this job. Is that right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I had every I mean,
2: intention of promoting and going up the ladder and being there for the next 20 years. Um, Like the fire service wasn't something I took lightly. Um, Mm -hmm. You can ask people I worked with, you can ask Michelle, my wife. Um, When I was in the fire, I was all in like a hundred percent. I wanted to go to every training. I wanted to do everything, like every call, every time, like even just seeing people with their shirt untucked. I know shirts aren't a big deal, but like just the pride in the job, like I was all in. Right. Yeah. Um, probably to a point where it was annoying for people like, Hey, just sit down. Like we're, we're not going to do something right now. Uh, I was like, man, I'm in, I freaking love it. Yeah. So it was part of that (laughs) thing of like, Hey, that's what it
1: took. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it started with a bold prayer of, Hey Lord, whatever you want to do with stash salt, like you, it's yours. You, you make, make it happen however you want to make it happen. And, and we see like, Number 1 when we're faithful and when we're open with God and when we pray boldly that he is going to take that and do what he wants with it and it doesn't always mean rainbows and butterflies right i mean no. as christians we're not we're not you know free of suffering we're not free of experiencing hardships we're not free of Uh, a life that is not easy and so that's that's huge right to be able to look at that and say man like i have a choice here right what you're faced with of i either draw my line in the stand the sand and i stay here and i make my stand which you did which is incredible man like you know props for that for being faithful and you know just really living that out again i love what you said you're like man i'm not a perfect person and it's not that i haven't ever lied before but you know at this point in my life, like, this is what is important to me. And I stand here and nothing is going to change that. So, man, that kind of faith is, is absolutely huge because, man, there are times where we we come to points in our life and we are faced with, do I continue to do what I want to do? This would be an easy decision. Everyone else is doing it. I could write my name on a piece of paper and say, yeah, I took this test and I'm clear or whatever. And I can, you know, I can work, but you weren't even willing to do that. And, uh, man, I love that because there are so many people, especially just with this alone, right, the whole COVID thing alone that were challenged in their jobs and in their careers and are facing termination, you know, ultimately, which is what you are faced with. And to stand there and to make that statement of this is who I am, this is where I'm supposed to be, and I'm okay with that, dude. Man, like it just—it's—it's it's encouraging to see faith in that way. It's encouraging to know that you are willing to accept those consequences and to experience whatever that suffering is, right? Because I believe we're called to suffer for the Lord. This is something that John and I have been talking about a lot, you know, uh, on our phone calls, and just something that's really stuck out to me lately is this life. Like we have the ability to experience and do things for the Lord. And one of those is to suffer here while we're on this earth for His name and His greater good, whatever that looks like. And man, I feel like you stepped off into that with uh, an open mind, you know? And so a little bit, man, just kind of tell us about that. What did that look like from that point forward for you, for your faith? Because I know that was tested in that. I know your family was tested in that. And I know the career path that you love so much was at that point, I mean, it was pretty much, you know, in the in the rearview mirror at that point.
2: Yeah, um, I was actually talking with someone about that yesterday. Um, it's fun to read in the Bible about these heroes of the faith and like seeing them or reading about them taking this huge leap of faith. Right. It's fun to see other people like to hear a story of like, oh, man, that guy over there did this big, crazy thing, like act out in faith. And, like, it's super fun and encouraging to see that stuff until it's your turn. And then it's freaking scary, right? Like, imagine Peter, like, all right, now get out of the boat and try to walk on the water. Like, oh, that's cool that you're doing it, Jesus. But, like, me to walk on the water? Like, that's crazy. Um, But I think God, like, that's the kind of faith that God wants us to have. Um, Not, obviously for someone else to see it, not for anything else like that, but because he has like the way I've been living this whole experience is one step at a time. Um, and for God, he, he knows where I'm going to be 10 steps from now, right? Uh, he has a plan. He knows what direction I'm heading, but I don't get to see the nine steps. I could just get to see the one next one. But until I take that one Maybe a big one, maybe a small one. A lot of the times I've found that the steps that he's asking us to take are just little shuffles, right? Just a little shuffle, but it's still in the right direction. But he wants us to take these steps knowing that we'll get to that spot, but we can't get there if we're not willing to take the first step. Um, so like I said, I think it's super fun to watch other people do it when you have to do it yourself. It is uh, It is suffering. It is hard. It is uh, confusing because you're like, man, I feel like I'm doing the right thing and I'm getting hated for it. Mm-hmm. Like what the heck is going on? Um, I lost a lot of friends over the past two years. Um, whether it was, they just didn't agree with my decision or like, Hey, you're making our department look bad or whatever it may be. Um, hey, you're not in the club anymore. You're not wearing the same t-shirt as us. I was like, so uh, I can say like the suffering and the the loss and all that is very real. Um, but the peace that comes with it, knowing yeah. that I'm doing what God asked me to do. Um, like it, we've all heard peace that surpasses understanding and like peace that like we've all heard that, but until you experience it, like you really, you can't explain it because it doesn't even have to make sense, but it, but it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, and it, it doesn't have to make sense, but it does
1: yeah which is is and it is hard to really relay that or to explain that to someone other than hey like when you're faithful even even in the hardships that we face in life, there is a joy that comes with that. There's a joy of knowing that at some point this will come to an end and we are weathering a storm at that moment. But sometimes a storm is so great that at the end of it, the joy is even greater because we're able to finally see clearly we're through that stuff. And, and I feel like kind of, you know, that's where you are getting to at this point. But yeah, a piece that surpasses uh, all understanding is really hard to explain because you can't It's hard, like you just like, hey, man, I'm just at peace with this because the Lord is allowing me to be at peace with this. It's like there's no other way outside of that. This is the Lord's will. And this is his plan for my life that I am at peace with this because there are so many people who, you know, I believe that wrap their identity into what they do so much that they can't separate themselves from that without feeling like their whole world has just been, ultimately flipped upside down and they no longer have any purpose so for you knowing that your purpose is in the lord and that he has created you to be who you are at all times in all arenas allows you to continue to fulfill what his purpose is in your life no matter where you are but you know and i think that's the coolest thing you're like hey lord whatever you want to do with this like let's make it happen. And so that's kind of where you are now. You're like, we're in the let's make it happen stage. And, um, you know, you've been traveling, you've been, you know, back and forth. You've been state to state. I mean, talk about that stuff too.
2: Yeah. Um, like I said, we didn't have this big old Graham plan of like, all right, if like, I'll leave the fire department as long as we have a million bucks in the bank and we have like a different state that we can flee to or anything like that. I was like, Hey, uh, like I said, it's one step at a time. Um, I didn't know all these things were going to happen. I just had to take the one step. So with that, um, got sent home, all those things. Um, a friend of mine who's a realtor called me up one day. He's like, Hey man, you want to sell your house? I was like, well, my house isn't really for sale. He's like, well, I have someone that wants to come buy it. I was like, well, I'm out of town. They can come look at it right now, I guess. Um, so we were out of town. They went and looked. He called me back. Hey, they made you an offer. I was like, oh, I guess our house is for sale. <laughs> uh, so our house wasn't in for sale. We ended up selling it. So now we're like, well, shoot, we don't have anywhere to go because we weren't planning on moving. Um, I just left the career I thought I was going to be at for the next 30 years in this area um, when all the pandemic stuff started. We started homeschooling. So we really had no obligation to stay in the North Fort worth or North Texas area. Like there was just, Hey, I guess what do we want to do? We can do whatever we want. Um, so up to that point, my family and I, uh, we're real big on camping. Uh, we go camping all the time. So I was like, man, it'd be cool just to get a camper and cruise around for a little bit until we figure out where we want to be. Right. So we ended up, we were looking at a bunch of campers and the one that we liked was like a unicorn. You couldn't find it. Right. Right we watched all the youtube videos and we watched all the reviews and we're like man like if we're going to get one it's going to be that one but it's impossible to find and then we're waiting for our house to close and all that kind of stuff and Michelle's like hey i found it it's like an hour from here and they said they have it in stock so i was like all right well i called them up hey do you have this one yeah i just got here i was like all right well i'm on my way <laughs> so we like it's all things like we were saying for God, uh, the one step at a time, but it's like, I couldn't have planned all these steps. Right. Yeah. Like there's no way I'm not some logistical genius that like I can <laughs> pick out all these details and like, all right, well, if this one falls here and this one falls here, like, no, it was literally just being willing to take the step and then the next one and then the next one and then the next one. And God provided the way for each single thing. So we ended up right. selling our house, which, by the way, we ran Stash Salt out of because it had a full another shop. So Stash Salt uh, was converted from a full shop into five yellow bins, um, <laughs> which was another logistical nightmare. But, hey, uh, so we ended up using the past year. Um, we were like, hey, let's just go travel around and see where we want to be. Um so we traveled the country. We came over to your neck of the woods. Um, we spent a lot of time in Utah. We went to the Carolinas, went to Indy. We spent a lot of time in California and Arizona. And we've just been all over. Um, and yeah, man. We, uh, so part of all that was w- when all this was going down, I was like, man, I'm sick of people. Right. Like <laughs> I just experienced a lot of hurt. I basically like got kicked out of my dream job. All my buddies said we're not buddies anymore. Cause we don't have the same t-shirt on. I was like, I'm done with people. I just want to do stash salt and be left alone. Uh, so I ended up going to Colorado and I bought some land up in the mountains. I was like, I'm just going to build a house and a shop and do my business and be left alone. And I can go into town when I want to and see people when I want to other than that, I'm just going to go disappear. So I was like, let's just travel around in the camper for a year while we build a house. And once again, God was like, no, that's not what you're doing. So throughout our travels all throughout the year, um, everywhere we go or everywhere we went, it was like God had a divine appointment for us with someone. Um, And he made it very, very clear everywhere we went that people matter. Um, It's not about me being comfortable and disappearing in the woods and stockpiling food and ammo and being left alone. Like He made it very, very clear over and over, people matter. Mm -hmm. And it's really taken months because I'm a hard-headed, slow learner. But he really worked on me over this past year of, hey, nothing on this earth matters except people and their souls going to heaven. That's the mission. Whatever, whatever job, whatever passion, whatever we do on this earth, none of it matters if it's not pointing souls to the cross. So Mm. dash salt has basically like completely taken over our whole life, obviously, but it's transferred from like, I'm just selling men's grooming products to I'm trying to build a community and I'm using the reach that it has to try to grow people and point people to Jesus. I'm not on there preaching in your face, mustache wax for Jesus or else, you know, like that's, (laughs) that's, I'm not going to beat your head over it, but I'm trying to be consistent with our family motto and our business motto. Our core values are faith, family freedom. And I'm trying to be consistent with that and our messaging and our, just how we, how we communicate everything. Um, yeah, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I love that you don't hide from that. You know, and, and you said it so well. And I think I think a lot of us are like that. I know I'm like that. And like, hey man, I, I'm not gonna beat you with the Bible. I'm not just gonna sit here and preach at you, but hopefully through my example, like the way that the Lord has asked me to live my life, that I can show those things to other people. And because of that, their their mind has changed and whatever the Lord does with that, whether that's for them to be Uh, different or to be better in certain areas or to challenge them, whatever, man. Like I just want to give my best to people. And like you said, man, that is what this is all about. Whether we're serving in the fire service or we're serving the Lord or in any other capacity is, man, I just want people's lives to be changed. I want them to know that they are important, but ultimately, man, and here's where I've been, especially over the, the past year is, man, I just want to make an impact for Jesus whatever that looks like, whatever the Lord asks me to do to be faithful in that is my greatest priority is to be faithful to him, to make an impact for uh, man for, for his name so that people will come to know him and to see the importance and the value of that. And then it's my, my wife and my kids and then it's everything else after that. But uh, you know, and so to see you living that out, dude is absolutely incredible. And the faith that it takes, man, like, you don't know until you know, right? I mean, that's the truth about it, is really you can, you know, hear stories, you can experience those things through other people and talking with them. But until you take that leap of faith, that step of faith and being who the Lord is asking you to be, then you don't know what what's to come next. And and we don't really know what's to come next anyway, obviously, but it's really easy when we can sit there in our comfort zone and say, man, like this is good or man, well, you know, I could do this or I could do that. Right. Because you could have decided to stay where you are. You could have said, you know what, Lord, (laughs) I mean, you know what, let me just sign this paper. It's not a big deal. Or let me just, you know, I I don't really want to do 75 hard. I mean, that's going to be a challenge. You know, I don't want to stop drinking or whatever. But you took all this stuff, man, and really just took it, you know, head on and approached it with the mindset of Lord, whatever your will is, that's what I'm ready to accept no matter what. And man, I I just I love it, man. I love just how encouraging that is. And because I feel like there are so many people who are faced with that. We we may not hear about it all the time or they may be exactly where you are because that's the truth is we're not the only ones who are going through this. We're not the only ones who have experienced situations like this. But man, I think that's one of our, our biggest um, responsibilities is to share our stories with others because it is so encouraging because so many times in this life we look at it and say man there's no one else going through this stuff and that can make it really hard for us to make a decision it's like well you don't know what it's like or we look at the lord and say well you don't know what it's like you're not the one having to go through this you're asking me to do it you know and But he does know, and he's uh, walked so many other people before us through the same thing, you know, regarding their situations. Like, hey, if you're just faithful to me, then I promise you I will take care of you. Don't worry about what it looks like. Just worry about being faithful, you know, and we see that with you. Hey, man, just be faithful. Well, now I got to walk away from a career that I love. My house wasn't for sale, but someone called me and asked me if they could buy it. (laughs) <laughs> right. We got a camper and we traveled the world, you know. I have this plan, I'm gonna do this. And Lord's like, nope, but I, I want you to I want you to stay and hang out here. I mean, dude, it's just so incredible. And your family's with you the entire time, which is, is awesome. Michelle and the kids and you know, just you know, knowing who they are. Um man, it like your family, dude, what you're living out in front of them, I believe is something that will change their life forever as well and when they can look back at it at the end of the day they're going to be like dude my dad was faithful you're not going to believe what he did when we were kids like they just left everything behind and they took off and they trusted the Lord and so I think that's important as well because we have a legacy to leave with our name and with our family uh, because of who the Lord asked us to be so if you don't mind man like touch on that a little bit as well with your family
2: yeah um Obviously with having the career and side job and all that, like I'm responsible for providing for our family, right? Whether it's, Hey, we have bills to pay. We have a house to pay for. um, We have all these things. Uh, But when we, when we were talking about our core values, um, we put them together in that certain order for a reason, right? It's faith, family, freedom in that order. Every time, no questions asked faith, Is God above, right? We believe in God. Jesus died on the cross. He gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Family is blood or bond. We made sure to put that in there um, because not everybody has a brother, like a real brother or a real sister or parents that are around or whatever. It's whatever relationships you consider your family. Um, So we honor God and we love our family. We serve them and then we have our freedom, whether that's through our job, whether that's through our calling, whether it's money, whatever that freedom looks like that you're earning. But in that order, they complement each other perfectly. So as far as for my family, um, like I said, I I made the conscious decision to go all in for Christ and to lead them properly. I couldn't do it without doing the first thing. So, um there's days that are still super scary. There's days that I'm just like, God, I don't know what I'm doing today. Like I need you to help me take this step. Um, But like I said before, like it's that peace, it's that comfort um, of, Hey, it doesn't have to make sense to me, but I know God's got us. So over the past year, obviously we work shift and we know all that stuff. Um, I was on shift for 10 years, missing birthdays and missing holidays and, um, it's what we signed up for, right? It's just part of the agreement. We don't complain about it. it just it, it just is. Um, but over the past year and a half, almost two years now, um, waking up with them every morning, reading the Bible tonight or together every night before we put them to bed. Like our family has just grown so much. Um, and like I was saying, in that order, faith, family, freedom. I believe. We honor Christ. We build strong families. We pursue our freedom together. But the example to the world is we start in our own home. So if I'm building a strong family, then we can build a strong neighborhood. If we build a strong neighborhood, we can build a strong community. We build a strong community, cities, states, whatever. But we can't say, man, all these problems are going on out there, and then just keep doing the same crap at home. Like It starts with the small, with our span of control. Right. In, yeah. in terms like that's my span of control. There's so much stuff going on that is beyond my control, but what I can control is what we're going to talk about at dinner. Right? right. What I can control is how we react when bad stuff happens or, Hey, God asked us to do this big, scary thing and it doesn't make sense, but you know what? He asked us to do it. So we're going to do it. So yeah, That's all there is to it, man. Like and it's, it's crazy and scary, but worth it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing too, is like, people are going to always question you no matter what, you know? And, and I feel like that comes, you know, people question you in different ways. Some people will verbally question you. Some people will, will question you by, you know, looking on from a distance and separating themselves. I mean, there's so many things that, that come with that. And, you know, that can be that can be tough to navigate and to maneuver through because you know that the decisions that you make for you and your family because of what God's asking you to do like that is just gonna it's gonna challenge other people you know like man like this guy's crazy like what the heck is he <laughs> doing you know what I mean or it's gonna challenge other people man like it challenges me in a sense of Dude, am I being faithful enough? You know what I mean? Like and, and I love that because we need on, on both sides, you know what I mean? Like people are going to look at you like you're crazy and that is good because they're like, "Holy cow, his faith is incredible. He's crazy. <laughs> I don't get it, but he's doing what he thinks he needs to do." Or, you know, from my perspective, I look at it and and I and I say Blake are you being faithful enough like are you willing to attempt the same thing if it were to come down to that and that's what the Lord is asking you to do because that's the scariest part because we have this this plan within our, our mind of what things are going to look like and you know for even for Christian people who who love the Lord is like man the Lord is at the center of those things but we still have what we kind of expect you know what I mean like this is yeah. how I feel like the the rest of my life is going to play out or the next 10 years or the next 20 years. And that's been one of the things that, you know, even for myself, I question at times is, you know, dude, the Lord could ask you at any moment to step away from all this stuff. And would you be okay with that? Would you be okay with stepping away even though you didn't get to fulfill it in the way that you thought? And that can be a challenging question because when you love something so much and when something is such a huge part of your life, no matter what it is, it's hard to step away from that stuff and to go into the unknown. And so, man, I I think you have a tremendous perspective on that to to share with, with all those who are listening. So, man, I, I love all those things. And
0: one
1: of the things I love is a community that you're building the people that you surround yourself with. And even still, man, like you're still really involved in the fire service. Um, Like, you didn't take that as a, as a sign from the Lord is like, Hey, you can't be involved whatsoever. It just looks a little bit different. So talk about that as well, man, just a little bit with what, what fire service looks like for you at this moment. Yeah.
2: Um, when all that was going down and I was in that position to make the, or to make the call of like, Hey, am I leaving? Am I not leaving? What's, what's all this going to look like? Um, I feel like God gave me a very clear thought of it, of, Hey, if you never get on the truck again, when the bell goes off, the dudes are going to hop on the truck. They're going to roll. The fire's going to go out. The emergency is going to be handled. Like whatever it is, like the, the life will go on. The truck will still roll. The emergency will be taken care of. If we don't help the families through stash salt, who will? So it kind of like helped me break free of that obligation of, well, if I'm not actually on the truck helping people, then I'm not doing the right thing, right? But I feel like God, uh, He really just transitioned my role um, from riding the truck to now our mission through Stash Salt is giving back to first responder families. So our mission is kind of transformed from hey, I need to be boots on the ground, wearing gloves, putting tourniquets on, pulling people out of fire. Like my role has changed to to now we help the helpers. Um, I think we all know as first responders, we are the worst at asking for help. And a lot of the times we need it just as much as anyone, whether it's medical bills, which is what we do, uh, for different families, whether it's mental health stuff, they're just, we're just not good at asking for help. So I feel like God was very clear of like, Hey, you're not out of the fire service. You're not like, you're not disowned. I'm just changing your role to help the helpers. Um, Having said all that, um, I do have an opportunity. Like I said before, I'm very passionate about the fire service. It wasn't just a job. Like, I love the actual skills. I love the hands-on. Like, I love all that comes with it. Um, So I'm actually helping a, a friend of mine and myself are starting a training cadre where I'll still be able to pour into people and share the knowledge that I do have. I don't pretend to be some super salty guy that has it all figured out, but I have 10 years worth of knowledge and experience that I would hate to go to waste in my own brain. Mm. So I want to be able to pass it along to other people. Um, I've had people ask me like, well, why do you even care? You're not riding the truck. Like, why do you care about training anymore? It's like, well, I drive through any town USA all the time. Uh, My friends live down the street in Smallville, USA, like, that means I care about the people that are there, which means I care about the people that are responding and helping them. So if I can make those people better at helping out my friends and family members, or even strangers, obviously like that's why I'm in. Yeah. Um,
1: Love so it, dude.
2: Yeah. But as far as like working in the fire service, I don't think I'm supposed to go back full time. Um, I don't think that's, something that God has for me. Um, but I am looking at a part-time option, uh, just to stay involved with the community to, to run calls, stay, stay up on my skills, uh, hang out with the guys at the station or gals or whatever. Uh, but just stay involved with the fire service. Cause like I said, it's a very, something I'm still very passionate about. Obviously yeah. I didn't just like get off the truck and burn my gear because I was upset, you know, like, no, I, <laughs> yeah. freaking, I love the fire service. Like it has a special place in my heart. It it's, uh, molded me for the past 10 years. So I still care about it deeply. Um, my role has just changed.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that's cool, you know, and, and you, you said this earlier is, You know, it may look different, but the mission never changes. Right. The mission for all of this is for them. You know what I mean? Like that is our whole goal in all of this, whether we're working for the fire service is for the people in the community that we're serving. If it's for the Lord is for the people in the community that we're serving. Like all this is for those people around us. Right. Because it says like the gospel hinges on these two commandments is to love the Lord and to love other people. Like, I mean, if that is what we are doing, no matter where we are, I mean, we can chalk that up as successful. And and so I love that you're able to do that. You're looking out for people. Your mission is to give back to others, you know, to look out for those families who are in need. And you've been able to do that. You You still get to, you know, enjoy the the uh the brotherhood in, in a sense of being involved with training and man I, I always look at it like this i feel like the the fire service has a <clears throat> a poor mentality on on that as, uh, you know in, in some ways because i mean like we do a lot of time and, and sure we might not retire out but here's the thing dude is like within those years that you serve you learn a lot if you pour your your heart and soul into it and you know for guys like us man like that is is where we are like i feel like we are at that level where we pour literally everything of ourselves into that because we love it so much. And we enjoy what this job is asking of us, what it asks us to sacrifice and all the things that we have to give to it, including the training and being prepared for the job. And so to say that, man, you're not qualified to teach anymore because you're not a part hmm. of this. Like no, no one else does that. The military doesn't do that. Right. If anything, they're like, Hey, this guy was military. I want to bring him in. He's got to show some stuff. Here's what he learned. Like, dude, dude, it's just like a piss poor attitude that we have sometimes, you know, like this, uh, I feel like I can fly off the handle on this, but man, like I, I believe in what you're doing. I believe in giving back. I believe in still being a part of it and showing like, Hey man, here's what I've learned again, yeah, like you said, I might not be the saltiest fireman out there. I may not have done this or that, but here's what I do know. And I want to relay that information to you and just show you because I care about you. And I want to work through this and just have some fun, man. Like the fire yeah. service, without a doubt, is just a fun place to be no matter how you were involved in, in any of that stuff. So man, I, I think that's huge. So props to you for doing that, man. Um, I, I love that. But man, I love everything. The, the whole story, your 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 testimony is incredible. I've been you know, looking forward to sharing this with with everyone for a, a little while. We, we kind of got delayed a couple of times, but man, we're here and, and able to talk about that stuff. I, I don't know, man, is there anything else that you want to share? I feel like uh, for the things that, that I had on, on my mind for you to talk about, you've covered so well and in depth, um, but is there anything else that, that you want to talk about? Anything that you would like to add in there?
2: No, man, I guess, uh, I guess the overall arching thought or whatever that I would have is just, uh, if you feel that you're supposed to do something and you feel you have a calling from God, even though it might not make sense to other people, you have to be willing to take the step. Um, people aren't going to understand it's going to make other people upset. Um, but if you know, it's what you're supposed to do, don't let fear talk you out of it. Um, that's it, man. Like you awesome. literally, you just got to take the step. Well said. No, yeah. no one can take it for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then two, two questions just to end us out, man, these aren't serious questions by any means. You are the stash salt guy. So everyone that has a mustache knows that you have a, a better side to your mustache. Wh- which side is your better side?
2: Uh, This side, actually, because yeah. if I don't do anything with this one, it'll just fall forward. So okay. my right side is my solid side.
1: All right. So catch him from his right side. And then, man, one of the things I love, I, you know, I'm a tattoo guy. You're a tattoo guy. But um, one of the things that you did during this time is you had something tattooed on your hand. I, I just want you to talk about those things because I feel like it it does go well with what we were uh, discussing here. So um, just tell him about those those tattoos that you have on your hands.
2: So what I have, I don't know if it's backwards or not. Uh, basically, I got salt and light on my hands. Um, Obviously, stash salt being salty, all that kinds of stuff. It all plays in. It's all part of the same mission and messaging. Um, But I feel like it was very clear during this time that God gave me the mission to be the salt and light. And what does that mean Um, in biblical times? In the older times, salt was used for very specific things. It was used to preserve. Like, obviously, they didn't have freezers and fridges and whatever. They cut up a cow. They got to rub salt on it to preserve it, keep it from spoiling, keep it from going bad. Um, It was also used for healing. Uh, You have cuts, stuff like that. Um, And then it's also, obviously, to add flavor. Um, So salt, for me um, specifically, is to add flavor, to speak the gospel, but in an appealing way. I don't want to be, like I said, hitting people over the head with the Bible and uh, making it sound like, oh man, that's nothing I want to be a part of. When you're adding flavor, you're doing it in a way that's appealing to people. And obviously it preserves, it heals, all that kinds of stuff. And then light, uh, we're supposed to be the light in the darkness. This is a dark, dark world we're going on. Um, It's only getting worse. Um, The darkness isn't even trying to hide anymore in a lot of areas. It's just out there um so specifically for me to be salt and light is to represent Jesus but the salt is with my words and light is with my actions so with my words and with my actions is how i want to portray the gospel everywhere i go so obviously i put them on my hands it's pretty bold i guess but it's uh, yeah. built in it's built in accountability everywhere i go
1: Yeah, that's it, man. Other people get to see it, brings up conversation. You get to look at it every single day and remind yourself of, of what the Lord's asking you to do. Well, man, dude, thank you so much for spending some time with this. Um, Really am grateful for it. And I hope everyone else gets as much out of this as I have, man. I I mean, I I know for for one that your story uh, and your testimony has impacted me. And I'm grateful for that, man. I'm grateful for people who are bold in their faith and who trust the Lord. And I want people to know that it is not gone in the fire service. There are people like us everywhere um, and that we have an ability to to change it where we are. The Lord might not be asking you to get up and leave and to do something different. He might just be asking you to step up and be bold in your faith where you are in your firehouse, with your department, with your crew, with the people that you surround yourself with. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is how can we do that? How can we tastefully do that? How can we respectfully do that in light of who the Lord is and who He asks us to be? and how can we be faithful in every situation, no matter what that looks like or what the Lord is asking us to do in this moment, in this season of life. So thank you, uh, Griffin, for sharing all those things. Super grateful for you. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Fit to Fight Fire with Griffin Corner from Stash Salt. And we will talk to you guys later. If you're looking to improve your mental and physical fitness, join our community for only five dollars a month the cost of a cup of coffee you'll receive a workout of the day seven days a week a daily inspirational message seven days a week a monthly training but more importantly you'll be surrounded by a community of like-minded firefighters all on the same mission to become the best versions of themselves so that they could serve their community and their families at the highest level Head over to patreon.com backslash
0: fit to fight fire and join our community.